Hi, and welcome to the Work From Home Show. I'm Nikki Weisgarber, Director of Client Success at Kudos. On the show, we talk with leading companies about their strategies for working remotely. Here at Kudos, we believe that sharing and caring will be the keys to being successful through these tough times. So join us as we figure this out together. I'm your host, Nikki Weisgarber, and I'm joined today by our guest, Robin Corles, Global Vice President of Human Resources at PandaDoc. Welcome, Robin. Thank you, Nikki. It's really good to be here. Yeah, I hear that this is your first podcast ever. (laughs) It it is. It's my first ever podcast. I'm super excited to be doing it with you and and look forward to, to an engaging conversation around working from home. Wonderful. Well, we're happy to have you. So tell us a little bit about PandaDoc and your role over there. Sure. So PandaDoc's a document automation software. And what we do is we streamline the process of creating, approving, and signing documents. Um, that includes proposals, quotes, and contracts. Um, we were founded back in 2013 by our founders, Sergey and Nikita. Um, and today we have over 17,000 customers. Um, and as a deal platform, we actually had $20 billion worth of deals close in our platform in 2019. So we've seen some tremendous growth as a company. It's been fabulous. I joined the organization um, back in last uh, October, and um, I'm leading the human resources function across uh, the U.S., Minsk, and Manila. Nice. That's great. It's very exciting. Um, where were you previous to PandaDoc, and what was your kind of experience uh, you know, coming over uh, to PandaDoc prior Yeah, so I've been in human resources for over 20 years. Uh, Immediately prior to PandaDoc, I worked for a, I worked in uh, marketing technology for a company called Triad and before that a company called Razorfish. Um, So a lot of advertising background. My roots over about 17 years ago, I worked in in SaaS and it's been 17 years since (laughs) I worked in SaaS. So a lot has changed um, between then and now. Um, so getting back into the field of things and into the groove was, was pretty exciting and, enti- and made it an enticing opportunity. Yeah, great. We utilize PandaDoc at Kudos, and I, let me tell you, it's quite a slick tool. So kudos to PandaDoc for keeping things simple for our teams. I'm really awesome. enjoying it as well, yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's get into the heart of the conversation and talk about, you know, the transition to working remotely. I'd like to explore a little bit about... Um, what PandaDoc has done to help ensure that a successful transition uh, was put into place. So talking about setting uh, expectations and communication best practices and the tools that you are utilizing or maybe that you just recently implemented to uh, support the transition. Yeah, it's a great question. So we were really good at setting expectations up front. Luckily, PandaDoc was was a little bit prepared for this. So we didn't wait until stay-at-home orders started to go into effect before we made our teams remote. And um, so leading up to going remote, we actually did a did a fun um, working remotely training session that was put on. Um, and the way that we created the, the, the content was we crowdsourced it. So we have a lot of remote employees, um, probably about 20 people at PandaDoc work remotely today, and they've been doing it successfully for the book of their careers. So we crowdsourced information from them, <clears throat> everything from what are things that they do 
um, in the morning, their morning routine to get them ready for work, as well as how they shut down at the end of the day uh, in order to, to maintain that work-life balance. And we also shared tips and tricks to maintain both uh, physical wellness and mental wellness when transitioning from this crazy, uh, you know, like you, you're used to your commute every day and going into the office and now you, you don't have that time to get ready for, for the transition into work. So how do you mentally transition that? And how do you continue to get physical activity while you're, while you're working remotely? So that was something that was really fun. Um, that we did. We also were a global platform already. So we already had a lot of the communication tools in place. Um, so we didn't have to do a lot of that. But we did share a lot of best practices and articles with our team members and our managers to really help them get ready to manage this new remote workforce. Yeah. So what tools um, have you been using the most that you feel are the, maybe the most effective in, in helping you with this transition? So we're using Slack to the fullest. Um, so <laughs> Slack has been extremely helpful for us. Um, we're also testing the limits of Zoom. Uh, last Friday, I lost my voice, which I attribute to so many conference calls instead of in-person meetings because everybody craves that contact. Um, and then, of course, we're using Pandadoc to keep both our sales moving forward and HR so that we're able to continue to make extend offers and, and complete our onboarding with new hires while we're in this period. Yeah. Um, but really, Nikki, I think if I were to pinpoint the most effective tool that we've used, it's been empathy and just mm -hmm. understanding that our team members have never been in this situation before. And it's not just about working remotely, but it's about dealing with a global pandemic and a lot of fears around that and uncertainty. Mm -hmm. um, and so we've had a lot more empathy for our teams um, as, as they're experiencing all of this change at the same time. Yeah, for sure. Empathy. That's, it's a big word for sure. Um, and not just, you know, individually, but as you know, we're all in this together as that hashtag is going around and the communication is going around and yeah, it's uh, empathy just in, in, for individuals circumstances that they're in like you and I both have children and, and that has completely um you know thrown our worlds upside down too just being home with those young children um but then the people who you know maybe don't have family that they live with and um making sure that they're okay and that their mental health is okay and they have everything that they need to be uh, and feel supported as well from the organization um so many different uh, circumstances um in this in these crazy times for sure <laughs> yeah yeah. Um, you mentioned you kind of you mentioned um, you know utilizing uh, Slack to its fullest. Can you give me just a, an example of what that looks like for you guys? <laughs> sure. So I can't even begin to tell you how many Slack channels that we have open. I'm going to do a <laughs> quick breeze. Um, but we have tons of different channels that we utilize. Um, and so each of our teams now had, like, so we have a Slack channel for every single team. Um, and then we have created new Slack channels as a result of um, working remotely. And one of them is a break room that we absolutely love. So it's a place where people can kind of get the water cooler chat during the middle of the day. Our teams use it to share memes. They use it to share stories um, about how their days are going. Um, we have constant um, uh, sharing of, of recipes. We even, as a result of this, we, <laughs> we created offshoots of our break room. So now we have a hungry panda. Slack channel <laughs> where we share meals and recipes. Yep. Um, and then we have a parent panda 
uh, or Panda Parents channel as well, um, where those of us who are working from working from home with small children now in tow um, in the background where we can share our, our horror stories, mm -hmm. as well as our, our guidance and support for each other. Yeah. Um, so we've seen a lot of offshoots, too, but Slack has been absolutely key throughout this. Yeah, we utilize Slack as well. And there have been a few more channels created, maybe more than a few. But uh, <laughs> I do find that, you know, having those specific channels that you can either just connect with specific team members or specific groups um, that, you know, are, are have the same experiences as you are a little bit more relatable to. I've also found that um, it's a sense of community for everybody too. And I feel more connected to my team um, than I ever did before being in the office. I'm wondering if you guys are kind of experiencing the same thing over, um, you know, at PandaDoc and um, what kind of feedback you've received from the employees um, regarding this connection and, and moving uh, to the work from home um, situation. Yeah, so we're finding that we're doing more meeting, more team meetings now than we did before. Um, so we're, we're our touch bases are different, right? Like we used to have maybe a once a week team meeting or once a week one on ones, and we're just kind of breaking those up throughout the day, um, set or throughout the week where we might have two team meetings, and one of them might start with. Um, you know, uh, this also kind of touches on things that we've done for, for engagement purposes, but we've created uh, like morning coffee breaks and virtual happy hours. And, um, and then we have our one-on-ones still within the, within the group. And then we also have like random touch bases. Um, so, you know, we're just like checking in on people more mm -hmm. and more. The other, um, the other thing that we're doing that I think is helping with the connection inside of the teams. A lot of the teams have adopted a one of the best practices that was shared on working remotely, um, which was sharing as a team what it is that you kind of worked on the day prior, what it is like your scrum list mm -hmm. for the day, um, and then anything that you need help on, like where's your blockers, what do you need someone to help you with on the team, and we have never done that before, so we're doing that both as an executive team where we share our daily scrum, and then we also do it, my team does it as, a, as an HR and admin team, and we, we pull on each other where we need help, mm -hmm. um, and so people are able to just jump in and help out, which has been uh, tremendous, yeah. so um, definitely a tighter sense of, tighter sense of community mm -hmm. across the organization. Yep. That, no, I definitely can relate with that for sure. <laughs> I want to touch a little bit too on, you know, performance and uh, growth reviews. I mean, it's still extremely important to continue those performance um, conversations and growth conversations. Um, and it's definitely a topic and, and, you know, I've been, I've been getting a flood of, of questions around this topic as well. So can you just provide us with, a, you know, your best practices, tips and um, advice on uh, performance conversations and growth during this time as well? Yeah, so we've been, um, we were in, in fact in the middle of performance reviews for, for our uh, engineering and development teams. We'd already completed them for the rest of the organization, um, but it was like, oh my gosh, what do we do? Uh, <laughs> so we had a lot of managers who are very much used to that one-on-one -on -one in-person communication where, you know, even if somebody was out of the office for a week or working remotely uh, due to, you know, sick time or something, they would... Um, they would put off their performance review until they could meet in person with them. So it was a little bit challenging for us um, because we, 
didn't know exactly how to help guide that conversation. Um, what we found was that using Zoom and you know helping our managers learn to 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 just have that same FaceTime and that same empathy through a Zoom conversation um, will continue to help move those those conversations forward. For our growth reviews, it's been really interesting because um, skills and, des and desirable skills have changed uh, throughout this throughout this pandemic. And so um, we've been able to share with our teams things that we didn't even know were important six months ago that they could start to work on today in order to help, uh, help them flourish in their careers. So we've continued to keep the lines of communication open uh, very consistently. And we've said, you know, just because we're in a global pandemic doesn't mean that we don't need to still continue to grow and develop our teams. Um, we also we also use uh, Lattice as a as a communications mm -hmm. tool in order to to help manage our performance on our one on ones, which we find to be extremely helpful as well. Mm -hmm. Yes, I've heard of Lattice before, and it's come up in in previous conversations. And I heard it's a great little tool as well. All right, so kind of talking about the the future. So looking out a month or two, um, you know, past COVID nineteen, you know, a lot of us had to get used to. Um, you know, moving to, um, oh. <laughs> lost you there for a second. <laughs> it, it dialed me right back in though. Oh, That's well, look at that. Doing. We know this happens. Right? Yes. <laughs> Kudos to Zoom for popping you guys back right in. <laughs> All right. So talking, you know, about the future and, and, you know, a month or two out from, from this COVID-19 and, you know, a lot of us had to get used to, um, working remotely and adjusting our routines. Um, and now that we're going to be in it, this is four weeks now for, for us. I'm assuming it's probably about the same time frame for you guys as well. And we're, we're in this for another four weeks for sure, if not longer. Mm -hmm. So when we look at going back to the office, um, what does that look like for PandaDoc? Um, and, you know, how can you be further prepared for, you know, going back to the office and, and you know, kind of beyond this COVID-19 uh, pandemic? Yeah, so I think that, that for us, it's going to look like having a lot more flexibility as far as remote working. So we traditionally didn't have a lot of people who, like I said, we probably had about 20 employees who worked remotely, uh, but most people came into the office every day. So my, my goal is now that we've learned to work remotely and we've built this muscle, that, that we'll continue to offer that flexibility to our teams. Um, and, and that we will also, you know, hire people, it will enable us to hire people who are, who are remote mm -hmm. without as many barriers as well. And, um, you know, our CEO has the position on this, that if we build this muscle, right, we can add, you know, the entire earth to our hiring, um, yeah. to our recruiting platform. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, he's, he's really excited about <laughs> removing all of the geographic barriers um, to work. But I think that, you know, the other thing that we will likely do is um, we'll probably crowdsource again some kind of learnings for people who have transitioned from working remotely to going into offices <laughs> full time because it is a transition. Yeah. I remember when, um, when my husband, who worked from home for years, he started to work 
um, he started to work into an office and he came home one day and he's like, I don't understand how this works because people like chit chat for the first <laughs> 20 minutes of every day. They want to know about my weekend. They want, and he just didn't understand. And yes. um, because he was used to being remote and yes. not having any of those interpersonal connections. So, yeah. um, I think we can once again, crowdsource from people who have mm-hmm. been, um, successfully transitioned to being a remote employee to an in-office employee and get yeah. some best practices. Yeah, that's a that's a great uh, way to collect that feedback and then and then build in those best practices from that feedback. So before we kind of get into some of the wrap up questions that I've prepared for you, um, is there are there any takeaways or any other um, advice or best practices that you would like to leave our audience with today? Yeah, and I would say just make sure that there's that constant connection between you and and each of your employees and that you you provide them with outlets to be able to not only share work challenges, but also the personal challenges that they're faced with. And we've we've kind of, um, we've seen a little bit of lack of productivity in meetings because of the discussion that takes place and the the personal check-ins that we're doing. So it's not just jumping right into business. Um, But we're okay with that because we've also seen uh, an increase in productivity overall as a result of people working from home, which you know, the the experts have been saying all along, people who work from home are more productive. Mm -hmm. But it, you know, it's, it's, it's not really all that well recognized. Um, so, you know, the frequent touch bases, um, we also do daily, sta- some of our teams do daily stand-ups, which have been incredibly helpful for those organizations, especially our sales team and our development teams. So every day they have all team members on a call um, and they do, they actually do it twice a day, once in the morning. Um, to share what they're going to, you know, like what their day's like and what are they going to be working on. And then once in the afternoon to kind of wrap up um, and they've found those to be, to be extremely productive. Um, but, you know, overall it's, it's really about finding new ways to connect with your team members and just recognizing that there is this longing for community mm-hmm. now more than there ever has been because people don't have the other outlets that they can utilize. Like, going to going out with their friends mm-hmm. and, and enjoying that. So they're looking to work to create an even larger sense of community than we had before. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with that too. I think things for me personally are going to be very different when I go back to the office. I think one, I'm going to appreciate going into work every day. <laughs> <laughs> And to have that disconnect from home to work and work to home, right? Because there is, you're kind of crossing some lines at at some point during the day. Um, But I think I do appreciate, um, you know, things that I took for granted before um, even more now. So um, yeah, it's kind of interesting. You learn different things about yourself and your team and and work in general uh, during times like this. Absolutely. All right. So into the fun part of the conversation. (laughs) Um, what's your favorite virtual background that you've seen on Zoom calls so far? So I would say that um, one, of, one of my team members continues to change his virtual background and he dresses the part with it. <laughs> yeah. so, so my favorite one was he did, um, he, he put up a, a mountain range mm-hmm. background and he wore a, um, he was wearing a North Face jacket parka like completely yeah. zipped up and we live in we live in florida, florida. <laughs> so, 
it was, I think it was more about the commitment to the background yep. than it was the actual background. Yeah. Um, but he continued, you know, the other day he put up one that was, um, was of the Stanley Cup and it was, um, it was the Blues holding the Stanley Cup and he's like, he's with them. And so he's got his Blues jersey on and he's super excited about it. Yep. Just seeing the commitment and dedication yep. to the background selection has been yep. pretty impressive. <laughs> I think that's, yeah, it's pretty fun to see the different backgrounds that pop up. It's great. It's, it makes for great conversation too. And it just brings a little bit of comedy to the conversation um, when, you know, you're probably having some serious uh, conversations, but you just have to, you know, make light of it all. So I think it's, I think it's great. Um, what's your number one tip for working from home, whether that's uh, professional or uh, personal, or maybe it's a combination or a hybrid of both? So I would say my number one tip is start your day transitioning into working. So find something. There are, what I do is I go for a walk with my daughter each morning. So we bust out either a bike or a stroller and we go for a walk um, in order to decompress between getting out of bed and getting on the computer. There have been times where I roll out of bed and go straight to my computer mm -hmm. and I feel like there's no transition and then I start to burn out because mm -hmm. of it. So find a way to ease yourself into your transition. You don't have that commute anymore. Use that time, whether it's doing, um, you know, something physically active or mentally active that isn't related to work. Mm -hmm. Um, it's a, it's a good way to, to just kind of help you maintain, uh, like your mental attitude and yeah. being refreshed each day. Yeah. No, good tip. Um, what are you binge watching at the moment, whether that's on Netflix or maybe it's the Disney channel <laughs> with your two-year-old. <laughs> so I, I'm not going to lie. It is the, it is Disney plus. Yeah. Um, so I am <laughs> thankful for Disney plus. I have watched frozen two more times than, mm. than I can share. Um, and, uh, but I was super excited to get to share with her Oliver and company, mm. which is the Disney classic from the nineties. Yep. And um, that, uh, that I hadn't watched since probably the nineties. And so I got to share that with my daughter this weekend and that's she great. loved it. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Introducing them to something new and something different, right? It has a different look than the cartoons and the right. animations that are, are uh, present today. All right, what is a book or a podcast or a learning resource that you can recommend uh, for people to continue developing their uh, HR skills while they're working from home? So I like TED Talks. Um, I, for me, they're, they're short, they're um, usually pretty impactful, whether it's Simon Sinek or another, another leadership um, guru that you can watch and, and listen to, Brene Brown, mm -hmm. you name it. Like, do TED Talks. They're, they're just they're perfect for motivation mm -hmm. um, and they're usually pretty inspiring and you can also pick up some small tidbits in small bite-sized mm -hmm. chunks. Yeah. I think as long as you're listening to something that you can, you know, grab a small piece of information and that's valuable to you, I think that's super important too. You don't have to, you know, get a full value out of, you know, a 20, 30 minute chat, but as long as you can get a nugget, um, I think right. that is uh, significant in itself. What is one positive thing you have seen since our social distancing um, that you want to always remember? An experience or something you've seen or heard or 
you know, something you've listened to, something you always want to remember from this time frame? Um, so I think my, my favorite thing is just the genuine human connection that we make with people now. So there have been times where I get on a call with, um, with like a vendor or somebody that I don't normally talk to in, in my day-to-day mm-hmm. realm. And instead of having a lot of very superficial conversation and finding there's a lot more deep sense of caring and empathy around like, we ask quite, you know, like I'm asked questions like, how are we managing through this? And what are we seeing? And how are we feeling? Mm-hmm. And it's one thing to do it with your team and you, you expect to do it with your colleagues and your coworkers. But when you're doing it and you're seeing it with people that you don't even know, mm-hmm. it's, it's just pretty incredible it is. Um, and, and uplifting to know that as, as a race, right? Like as the human race, we, we actually do care about each other because I think oftentimes we forget about that mm. when, when we're in the normal course of business because we're just trying to get things done and yep. move things forward. So it's yep. been nice to kind of step back um, and have deeper connections with, with people. Yep. I agree with you 100%. <laughs> well, Robin, I really appreciate you taking the time today to have a conversation with me. Uh, hopefully we can uh, do this again sometime. Maybe, maybe your second podcast episode with us. <laughs> but yeah, thank you for the uh, great conversation. Um, and I hope we can chat, uh, chat very soon. Thank you, Nikki. It's been wonderful. And uh, I hope you have an awesome rest of your day. Yes, you as well, Robin. Thank you. So thanks, everybody, for tuning in today. Don't forget to subscribe to um, our podcast for future episodes. And if you like the episodes, give us a five-star rating. Um, Until next time, stay wise, stay connected, and stay healthy. Thanks, everyone.